Hey beautiful people, welcome to my channel. We are doing Navamsha series, yes? Spouse, what my spouse thinks of me, what my husband thinks of me, what my wife thinks of me. And today we are going to take the, the ladies chart, the ex-wife chart and see her Navamsha, the same continuation from the last one, which was ex-husband. We are taking the ex-wife and seeing how her spouse sees her marriage from her Navamsha chart. Okay. Before all this yada yada, before all this technicality, just a personal note. Remember this, whether you believe in astrology, whether you believe in this or that, or it's not a question of your beliefs. Whether you believe in any of this, call this nonsense and walk away from this video, wherever it is appearing, even in the advertisements. <clears throat> Remember this is just a point of view. Doesn't matter how right you think you are, how wrong, wrong you think your spouse is, or the other way around. It's just your point of view. It's just that simple. If you don't like a person, if you want to walk away that strongly, walk away. Don't blame yourself, don't blame the other. That's the condition. If you want to stick around and make it work, it's up to you and it's up to the other person at the same time. You can't clap with one hand, remember that, you need two hands. So this is the fun where I'm coming from. You need to understand, acknowledge and make your life simpler, not more complicated. You need to understand and work with the idea that without having 101 dramas about it, that humans love, you know, having fights and having dramas and I think I'm right and I think you are wrong in that, I think it goes on between people, right? Every house, every closed door you see has a drama going on. And this is where we think we can avoid all this unnecessary drama by you just choosing and making a conscious choice, understanding that it's just a point of view. I can walk away from it, it's a choice, or I can stick around, that's also a choice. Not making a choice is also a choice. You understand where I'm coming from. So let's get into wife's Navamsha chart, ex-wife's Navamsha chart. And this is interesting. I want you to go back to the previous one before this. I don't know what this is. Let me just check. What is this? This is case study four. So case study three. Go back to the Navamsha case study three. Put the two side by side. And then see, try to play God in both of these people's lives and say who is right and who is really wrong. You will find that there is no, no such thing. There is absolutely no such thing. Each one has good one and each one has a bad stuff also. It comes as a package. Life is a package, right? You know this. So let us see this. The wife's ex-wife's Navamsha chart. So right, let's get into it. This is the first house. First house looking at it from her point of view. We are looking at this spot over here. I hope this is coming properly, this spot. Okay, it is. So this is the first house. First house of the ex-husband. So we, this is the wife's Navamsha chart. She's a Sagittarius by Ascendant. Number nine coming in the first house. Let me try to go slowly. My brain is running a million miles an hour. So this is the wife's Navamsha chart. First house is Sagittarius Ascendant. So obviously the seventh house, which is the first house of the spouse, becomes number three. Three is always opposite to number nine, which is Gemini. Now, it's not necessary that the spouse is Gemini Ascendant, although he will have themes like the Gemini Ascendant. Please remember this. 
we are not confusing between the two charts. If you want to know what the husband's Navamsha ascendant is, you got to open his Navamsha chart. Simple. Right now we are looking at it from the wife's perspective. What is showing up in her Navamsha chart? So now that they are divorced, this lady can go and marry another person, right? So whatever she marries again, some other creature will have the similar kind of themes. Themes only. We are just looking at themes of Navamsha here. So the theme of this Navamsha, the husband is like Rahu and Saturn together. It's like Aquarius. Rahu and Saturn together in the first house is like an Aquarius, right? And he's sitting in the house of Gemini. So it's all about the mind. But now we are looking at how he looks at the spouse. First house is looking at the seventh house, the spouse. So Saturn looks at the spouse, becomes harsh, becomes judgmental, becomes cynical, becomes calculative, becomes shrewd. Harsh, judgmental, cynical come from Saturn. Calculative and shrewd comes from Rahu. Mercury, the dispositor with Rahu in the first. Mercury is the dispositor, right? Gemini. So mind is predominant in this individual, this ex-husband. He can become very self-obsessed and narcissistic. Rahu in the Saturn in the first will make a person narcissistic. For all you women who want to know why your ex is so narcissistic, check his chart please, check his Navamsha. That's simple. If a malefic planet like Rahu and Saturn are placed in the first house, or even Mars and Rahu are placed or looking at the first house strongly, and are amplified, it makes for a narcissistic person. It's that simple. That simple. You don't have to do a PhD on narcissism or go to 101 therapists. Okay, it's nonsense. So this makes for a person who's very self-obsessed, narcissistic. Difficulty in communication with spouse's family. Why? Because Saturn third aspect is looking at the third house. This is the same was the case with even the husband's chart. Right? Now we are looking at the wives. Ex-husband looking at the ex-wife. So from we are looking at the ex-husband in the ex-wife's chart. Now he's interested in financial gains. Why? Because Rahu looks at the houses of 5 and 11. Right? Interested in financial gains, social media, maybe working in technical line. Now I'll do another series completely different on the subject of career, jobs, etc. Because that involves a whole line of thinking. We'll do a case studies for that also. It's a whole another subject. We, I'm just briefly touching here on stuff like this. Okay, don't pay too much attention to this here. But this guy may be working in technical line. Mercury, Rahu and Saturn when they are kind of have a relationship like this in a chart, it signifies a technical line and he is working in a technical line okay so that's the first house from the husband's point of view now let's see the second house so there you have the second house it's interesting i recorded all the second house third house fourth house up till fifth house <laughs> only with the screen still showing the first house never mind some mercury retrograde must be who knows okay so now we have the second house, Cancer, the highlighted one, right? Finally getting my head straight. And the Dispositor, which is Cancer, Moon is sitting in the 10th house. Automatically it should tell you where the Dispositor sits, the mind or the aspects of that house is borrowed from there. So mind is always thinking in terms of career work, lot of emotional attachment to work and career. Could become a workaholic as it gives him relief from the difficulties at home. 
fight with the wife, he will run to work to say, I want to get away from that circus. I want to involve myself in the work because he has emotional attachment to work. Okay. Could consider workmates and colleagues as family, extensions of family, family dynamic changes in wealth and family and career matters throughout life. Wherever cancer science sits, let it be your natal, Navamsha, D10, DX100, whatever it is, right? Wherever cancer sits, that house becomes fluctuating throughout life because it's like the waxing and the waning of the moon. This is the principle of Vedic astrology, okay? The themes of that house keep changing throughout life. That's what it means, in a sense, in simplicity. It's cut down to the complexity makes things simple, folks, yeah? Now let's see the third house. Okay, so the third house has some action going on in it. It has got Ketu looking from the ascent, the spouse's side. It has Saturn looking at the third aspect, okay, which makes it difficult. Whichever third place from Saturn makes it difficult for that individual. And the sun is sitting in the sixth house, which is a dispositor for Leo, which is the third house. What does this mean? Third house relates to what? Siblings, extended family of spouse. Siblings-in-law, father-in-law and all the in-laws side. Spouse's younger sibling relationship in efforts to married life. Efforts, taking the initiative. Third house is about taking initiative. It's a willful action. Represents week activities like weekend getaways, small trips, going to resorts, you know, going to fancy restaurants. Spouse's assertiveness. All this Saturn looking at the third house makes him less assertive. Not a man kind of thing. Self-motivation, ability to take initiatives within marriage. He doesn't. He takes a step back. Take a step back. Indicates the proactive nature of role in initiating activities or decision-making skills, hobbies, interests of the spouse. Very less. Because it has got all malefics associated, say. It's got Ketu looking at it, Saturn looking at it, and the dispositor is Sun. All are harsh planets. That gives harshness one-on-one, right? What does it give us? <clears throat> Detachment in terms of taking initiative with spouse gets very melancholic when it comes to handling matters of the spouse and in-laws, Saturn and Ketu looking at the house. From time to time, family politics find their way to him important to note the distinction the dispositor sitting in the sixth house and sun also stands for the government okay father government etc so if it's like the government is looking in has its eyes on you kind of thing so sun looking at the sixth house looks at the politics of that house wherever it's looking at in this case being family in laws he knows all this matters find their way to him he might not actually initiate anything he might actually hate all of it from time to time, family politics find their way to him, asking him to solve or work through the family political issues. You know they are. Every family has politics. Uncle doesn't get along with mother, mother doesn't get along with mother-in-law, you name it. Human family drama, right? So this might come more like a dominant aspect to him because of the third house. Let's see what's in the fourth house. Fourth house is a lot of action. As you can see, Mars is sitting in the fourth house. It looks at the spouse with aggression. He's already detached, plus, you know, aggressive, sitting at home. Very good. Makes for a very happy marriage, isn't it? 
and now that Mars is looking at the house of his career which is good that's where Mars is supposed to be and then the dispositor of this house which in this case is Mercury is sitting in the house of gains 11th house gain social media and Mars from the 8th aspect also looks at the same house that's why double arrow double whammy what does this give us although detached aggressive with the spouse aggressive at home drama and anger at the home front because of this and this Mars looking at moon is a recipe for drama feels confused at home the same Mars mind you this same Mars helps with the career and work because it is looking at the 10th house if it was sitting there it would have been better it is looking at home and looking at there means it wants to go there and work this person wants to run away from home and work because emotion is all in the workplace a lot of focus towards gains of wealth why because Mars has double arrow Mars and Dispositor both are looking at Mercury and Mercury does is interested in wealth Mercury is called a Vaishya or the trading community like the shopkeeper retailer right lot of focus towards gains of wealth probably active in social media circles also and Mars looking at Ketu is never a good idea especially when it comes to him at home and her as the spouse never a good idea this makes room for a lot of unfettered drama let's look at the fifth house so the fifth house is Jupiter and Venus combined okay conjunct and sitting in the house of Libra which is ruled by Venus so Dispositor is in the same house so it is in its own house Venus in Libra in the fifth Libra in the fifth is a good idea because it gives a very liberal kind of thinking it's ruled by Venus and now Venus is in the fifth house and this guy is highly romantic highly lovey-dovey candlelight dinners and whatnot highly attached to children will have children Jupiter is sitting there in the Karaka of that house and it is giving all those arrows looking outward it is looking at the ascendant Jupiter it's looking at the ninth house sitting in the fifth house and Venus is looking at Venus and Jupiter both are looking at the 11th house of gates this is an excellent combination for the same guy who's cut off and detached what we saw in the first second third and fourth in the fifth you say I want this guy women should be falling head over heels for this guy these are the good qualities so what would you call the marriage who is right and who is wrong evaluate it with the last video so he will have children from marriage as Jupiter sits here gives him creative intelligence expands Venus capacity to love the guy must be an excellent lover have a good aesthetic sense very good romantic trick Venus is exalted in its own house and Jupiter expands whichever house it sits in simple principle once candlelight dinners perfumes you might want to give gifts to the spouse he's a great lover he's the most romantic there is also keen in interest in speculative gains because it's giving the gains also sitting look at the two arrows to the 11th house intellectual ability to think plan and get those gains mercury gives him that and jupiter is looking at mercury there especially in good Mahadasha and transitions keep that in mind everything to kick in these things are not like overnight it depends upon timing transitions Mahadasha Antardasha and so on the desire for love and romance coupled with bad situation with spouse makes him seek and fulfill that outside of home 
affairs are possible. Because things can go south, because Jupiter is also looking at Rahu there, sitting in the ascendant, and because whatever we discussed happened with the first three, first four houses, the situation at home is not good. He is maybe romantic, you know, Cas Casanova. Yeah, I was not getting the word Casanova, a romantic guy by heart. But he is not getting anything at home. He will go looking outside. Is that wrong? Right? You be the judge of that. Let's look at the sixth house. Okay, sixth house because sun is sitting there again. Sun will get the power wherever it sits in. It sits in the house of Scorpio, so it will uncover all the secret enemies. He knows who his secret enemies are at work. It will get revealed to him. He will know it intuitively because it is sitting in Scorpio. And the dispositor of that, Mars, is sitting in the fourth house. And the sun is also looking at the twelfth house. What this gives us? may get into litigation, debts over divorce matters, split of property with the ex-wife, but will handle it with aggression and power. I want this, I'm going to get this. Custody of children, property, whatever it is, right? Because sun is sitting there, it will give him power and Mars is the dispositor of that house. He is aggressive with that. And because Mars is sitting in the fourth house, he will get land and property. Now he will even fight for it. He may get into court cases and litigation. Has the power to spot all his hidden enemies and has innate discernment for it. Will come through stronger despite any enemies or obstacles. He will fight the court case. He will win the court case. He will get his whatever he wants. Because it's powerful arrangement of planets. Now we come to the crux of the whole thing, the seventh house. We're talking about marriage, not legal court cases here, okay? But unfortunately, Ketu is sitting and looking at fifth aspect and ninth aspect towards the house of skills and towards the house of gains. And Saturn is looking at the first house as well. So, first house in her Navamsha and looking at it from his side, it gives him detachment towards that area, okay? is about spouse, level of self-awareness, desire of spouse from marriage. What he desires is to do marriage like a duty, although there is a romantic streak. Jupiter, the dispositor of the first house, is sitting in the house of romance. So any relationship he gets into, be careful with this. Think about it more, rewind it and see it if you want. This is a complicated relationship. And it is important to understand because we are trying to understand Navamsha here. Okay? Any relationship he gets into will detach him from that other, whoever the other is, whoever the other woman is. He'll get into a relationship and he'll get detached because Ketu is sitting there. And all the relationship he gets into in the future and he will since Jupiter Venus is fifth. Okay, is in the fifth house then the urge is very strong. Why? Because even Rahu looks at that match. That pair of Jupiter and Venus sitting in Libra, even Rahu is looking at it from his ascendant. So the drive to go and have affairs and fulfill his romantic inclinations is extremely strong for this gentleman. And all the partners he meets is karmic partner from past life. So if this lady, because we are seeing the lady's chart, 
she's got divorce she will go and have n number of other partners all of whom are her karmic partners from past life all attraction and love for her is karmic in nature saturn will play the hard judgmental card because saturn is looking at it the spouse will be harsh with her as soon as he gets into a relationship jupiter plus venus will provide the initial romance there in the 5th house detached from money because it's sitting ketu is looking at the 11th house he has money but he doesn't give a shit gains and social media talents and skill budget detached from them takes them for granted not a very good thing to do you might say might say we are taking guesses here we don't know what really happened the couple knows what happened how do we know what happened we can't play god in somebody else's life we are trying to do study of vedic astrology but this could be one of the main reasons of the divorce because it is one seven axis pay attention to the one seven axis and venus is also playing out there now let's see the eighth house transformation house okay so what's going on in the eighth house eighth house is a house of stability of marriage transformations within marriage transformations of wealth ups and downs in loss and you know, all joint assets after marriage generally speaking you can see that box so this result because rahu and saturn are combined and rahu sorry saturn is a dispositor of the eighth house being capricorn well capricorn provides some stability you might say but saturn isn't looking at that house saturn is dispositor sitting in the ascendant and rahu here looks at the fifth and ninth house so he will carry out because it is his conscious effort he will carry out it doesn't happen to him because saturn ensures stability capricorn ensures some stability although it's a movable sign so saturn here and rahu here together he will carry out change and transformation regarding his own marriage divorce etc through his life especially in rahu saturn mahadasha periods and when 11th house becomes active or transits or mahadasha we shall see that in the next house you'll see why it will happen through change in romantic partners the transformation will happen when he changes partners because of this arrangement that we are looking at entire arrangement change in philosophical ideas about life because rahu is looking at the 11000 we shall see this next one as all that happens to him in searching to find new gurus new teachers of higher spiritual meaning of life so we all have kind of a catalyst in our in our lives each one has some kind of catalyst which drives us towards spirituality and it's the same with the gentleman i know him he's now beginning to seek answers for higher quests why is all this happened i need to find some really deep answers for why is all this happening in my life tell me mr astrologer what where do i go for seeking answers he's seeking the seeking comes from inside okay it doesn't come from textbooks or any written books it has to come from the soul from the heart let us see the ninth house now because this is critical here so in the ninth house we see a kind of a triangle right jupiter looks at the ninth house from here the dispositors of the ninth house which is aquarius both are sitting together in the ascendant so this guy literally behaves like an aquarius okay 11th house rulers are both sitting together in the ascendant fair to get technical and 
Rahu is at the same time looking at that house as well. And Rahu also looks at that Jupiter which looks at the ninth house. So you see the energy movement there in this arrow flow of things. Okay. What does this provide us? The main thing about the ninth house in Navamsha, you got to remember as a principle, is the matching of the worldview of the opinions. Okay, intellectual compatibility between you and your spouse. That's the main thing to take away from. Other things are will come and go, but you need to be intellectually compatible. Meaning, you think the same things about life, about philosophy, about you know spirituality, whatever it is, religion. What does this give him? The pursuit of knowledge, learning, travel, and residing in foreign lands. Ninth house. Creative intelligence, fifth house, are all subject to change and evolution for the gentleman in question. Jupiter could provide relief in this area, but since looked upon by Rahu himself, Jupiter is Rahu is looking at Jupiter also, though it kind of warps it, twists it, makes it pervert. Provides an unconventional direction, more of a foreign kind of approach. May even change his religion or faith in life. This is my take on it. Thinking it may overcome some difficulties faced through multiple relationships, marriages. Because of this arrangement, he may go through this stuff. Okay. Here's the interesting part. This is the ladies Navamsha chat. And we are talking about the ex-husband. Now imagine they already got divorced. This lady became the catalyst for his awakening. So who is the light worker here? Thinking it may overcome difficulties through relationship marriage. Themes playing out will need detailed examination on nakshatra. So if you have to analyze this kind of a complicated interplay of energies, it's not just important in Mahadasha, you have to see the theme, you have to see the nakshatra of each planet indicated here. 11th house years. Remember house, every house gets mature at a certain age, I've covered that in other series. Whenever 11th house gets activated or whenever Rahu or Saturn Mahadasha is going, this will be especially strong. This triangle become especially active. Okay. Let us see the 10th house. So in the 10th house, fortunately not much of action. You don't want much of action in any house, trust me. It's a lot of confusion and chaos for the individual. Now, in the 10th house, the dispositor is moon, which is uh, of the second house sitting in 10th. So work, emotional attachment to work, we already covered that. Emotional attachment to his family, to his in-laws is good. They think of him as wise and loving and kind man with sound emotions. He is emotionally well attached to his children because the dispositor of the 10th house, Jupiter, is sitting in the house of children. Emotionally attached because his moon is sitting there will provide for them give them learning good upbringing He's also emotionally attached to work and very creative at work finds good mentors at workplace Jupiter Okay Will find happiness and progress of career very satisfying to his life Despite the difficulties of marriage look we don't have to find happiness in all one, one basket Okay, this is very very unrealistic of people anyone to expect of anyone you can't say, I have an ideal marriage, I have an ideal children, I have an ideal job, I have an ideal bank balance. Dude, you're a planet Earth in 2023. Wake up. You know, everybody's not going to have anything. See the number of people that don't have any one of those. Okay, then you'll have some gratefulness about your life. Let's see this 
11th house. Oh, 11th house appears chaotic because there are lots of lines coming and goings there. Let's start one by one. 11th house dispositor first. 11th house dispositor Mercury. Sorry, Mars. There's so many arrows I can't see there. Okay. The Mars, because it's Aries. Okay, Mars dispositor is sitting in 4th house. And dispositor of 4th house is sitting in 11th house. We call this Parivartan Yoga. One of the types of you, 101 yogas there are. So, what this means, Parivartan Yoga, exchange of lordship is also what it's called. Means the aspects of both house get interchanged. In this case, he will make gains regarding land and regarding family and everything throughout. Okay, Mercury, Mars will guarantee intellectual and drive being used at home regarding gains, investments, real estate, Mars in 4000 real estate and love and relationship. But the relationship between Mars and Mercury is not a good one. They are enemies to each other. This can feel like to him as stifling of talents. Like my talents are there but I don't, I can't bring myself to use them. You might have seen people like that, yeah? This will seem frustrating to him at times. Jupiter plus Venus on the other hand, also looking at the same house, will provide him gains, will provide him good children, will provide him intelligence and the shrewdness to invest in stock market speculative gains of any kind so he will do well in the wealth department certainly now let's the last one the 12th house of spirituality fortunately for us the 12th house looks simple yeah because 12th house is taurus here not really a spiritual sign by any stretch because taurus is more into materialistic pursuits Spiritual growth, introspection, detachment with spouse, spiritual pursuit, seeking inner peace. People love to call it bed pleasures these days for some reason. Well, having sex, really. Periodic time for retreats with spouse. All these are nice things to have, whatever is in the white box. But what does it provide as a result here? The Lord of the 12th house is sitting in the 5th house with Jupiter. And Venus is, like I said, Karka of the Navamsha. That means this person is intent or will learn all life lessons for true spiritual path only through relationships, only through bad relationships, multiple marriages, all kinds of things. His creative intelligence as well as financial gains and losses. That's it. One summary. He will learn through gains and losses what his spiritual means to him. Spiritual for people does not have to mean running to some place of worship or praying to some god or having extreme amount of you know realizations, kundalini opening or third eye opening and all these grandiose things people have ideas about, they hear on YouTube, they hear other astrology channels, it's not necessarily that, it can be that, but one should be having sort of fantastic fantasy ideas about spirituality either. Sometimes it can be just learning a particular life lesson. Sometimes it can be just closing doors on a previous karmic path or a karma. You know, the bank balance of karma needs to be sorted out. Sometimes it can be just that simple. Everybody has not come here to be a guru to somebody or be like Sadhguru, for example. No, that's not the purpose of the whole thing. If one or two gurus are needed for the whole planet, what are the rest of them doing? Ask simple questions. 
ask simple questions please next one well i'll keep it suspense let's see what comes up next meanwhile take care be safe